Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher, and I'm the editor of the Australian Compliance Institute. And today with it, we have our CEO. Hi, Naomi. Welcome to the podcast post-GRC conference. Yeah, thank you. And you saying Australian Compliance Institute just then, I thought, oh, well done, you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's and and hopefully you know, this is definitely going to be a, a education piece for you know those who listen to the podcast and those who engage with our materials. You know, getting it out there that you know the name has changed, but as you've said in your editorials and in previous podcasts, you know what we, our core deliverables will largely remain the same. It's just you know compliance is definitely one of our core bedrocks. It's how it, the organization started all those years ago, and I guess yeah. the, that's what we're focusing yeah. on again. Yes. Uh, I think so. And, you know, it's um, we're completely off topic. I know the podcast isn't about the change <laughs> today, but it was interesting. I was in a meeting yesterday with a representative from another body that is meant to be uh, supporting members at governance level. And they were commenting on compliance. And that's where I got to put up my hand and go, actually, that's what we do. You guys yeah. don't do that. We do that. <laughs> Yes, a bit more clarity, yeah, something yeah. a bit more obvious for those this, who don't know us. That's that's it, you know, and that's yeah. what we've been talking about with the three lines of account of accountability. Yes, this role clarity is really, really important and, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Um yeah. with the themes coming out of the conference too. I think that that plays a really big role in it. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, so we are here to do a bit of a conference wrap-up for the GRC 2023 step up. Um, which was quite an interesting one. And you wrote an editorial just after, you know, either teasing out three core things that I thought was really interesting. You talked about role clarity, uh, you talked about governance, and you talked about risk mitigation as these three sort of big bedrock themes that came out of it. Uh, I think today what we're going to do is we're going to look a little bit at maybe some of the broad themes that came from the regulators and some of the discussions that surrounded some, you know, the changing risk landscape and some of the regulatory developments, some that we know are coming, some that we're not sure when they're happening and everyone is poised (laughs) to see when they're going. So maybe we start with the first presentation for the day, which I was APRA. Yes, it um, was. The Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, who very heavily emphasised the CPS 230. Yes, they did. So, you know, organisational resilience and your risk management and how that works completely through the value chain. I think the, I think the three key messages came out. Our members are all over that kind of um, thinking. Uh, they very actively participated in the consultation uh, part of that, certainly in discussion groups, even if they didn't formally give back uh, feedback back to APRA, it was a topic of immense discussion. And from a very pragmatic point of view, how would you actually do this? How would you actually demonstrate to APRA you've done it as well? Yeah. So that's, again, that's where we tried to give APRA feedback um, on uh, CPS 230. And you know, we understand where their concerns are and, and the objectives they're trying to achieve. So um, that was a really interesting presentation. I think it opened up a lot of the themes for the rest of the day. You might get down into the weeds about some of the particular things that some of the speakers brought up later on. But essentially, it's elevating the conversation to the level where the your organisational robustness your connection to uh, external parties who might be exposing you to risk. So so the theory is you've got your house in order and then you need to make sure that there's no one else that can bring you down, I guess, <laughs> is, is, 
is the is where that compliance and that and that conversation is going to, which is a a real jump in maturity level and expectations. I personally think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the another presenter because we're going to rush through them because we have limited time yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> um, you know that the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. You know they weren't quite as targeted in what they discussed. They sort of dealt with a gamut of things which they were focusing on. But I I might be a bit yeah. biased, but the things that sort of really stuck out to me was that sustainable sustainability claims and those greenwashing, you know, we saw a lot of action against companies committing greenwashing plus three civil cases, large companies, which in yeah, the previous Yeah, they've been very podcasts, busy yeah. in this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And it did. They had a big shopping list. Greg covered a lot of territory in that but yeah again I still pull from this this level of maturity of expectation around thinking through thinking through what you were presenting to your customer is it what you promised you're actually going to present to your customer and I think you know and, and this is their wheelhouse this is conduct so it's not even you know it's not even about achieving zero emissions or what whatever it is it's back to that whole premise of you've said to your customer it's this kind of product and then it turns out it's not so you have misled them and it's and it's looking after your customer with financial hardship arrangements so he touched on a lot of areas and I think as well the cyber resilience thing came from the two perspectives with ASIC as well was the organizational resilience yes um, because they have a whole other market that they look after that aren't banks as well as thinking about uh, without stepping on privacy you know, the privacy commissioner's area, thinking about, again, you've got to protect your customer. You can't be letting that data um, out into the dark web because that just creates problems for you and everybody else down the road, yeah. as we've seen um, yeah. from the data breaches we've had to date. It's, it's painful for everyone, not just the customers. It costs a lot of money when somebody else has a data breach. That's significant. Yeah, no, and that's really interesting. We didn't have the Privacy Commissioner speak, but, you know, their theme for the Privacy Week this year was back to basics. And I did feel like the Australia Signals Directorate also did a bit of a back to basics for us, yeah. you know, giving us the contemporary cyber risk landscape, but just telling us the things that I guess we should know from a very basic perspective, that multi-factor authentication piece. Uh, I think she, she broke it down as the passphrase, something you know and something you have, which is usually the authenticator app that you might have on your phone. Um, amongst other things. Uh, what else did you get from the ASD? You know, I thought it was, uh, I, we've got, as you know, we've got a cyber risk discussion group that discuss yeah. a lot of this stuff. They're talking about 27,000 um, and the certification standard and the other requirements if you're uh, providing critical infrastructure, which, you know, captures a little bit of a bigger market than I think people appreciate, um, especially if you are a supplier to someone who is providing critical infrastructure. But also Essential 8, which may look like it's really, really basic stuff, have a backup system, you know, do your patching. But given that a lot of the cyber incidents that we've had to date are based on really simple gateways that were left open for an opportunity and you are working against people who are looking for opportunities and it doesn't take a lot of work to find them, you know. And uh, if anyone watched the Four Corners episode on this and why they're targeting Australia is because we are naive. Yeah. And we don't use multi-factor and we don't use passphrases and we don't set ourselves up well. But organisationally, 
because I think that's the other thing that that's drawn out in our discussion group. It's drawn out in the previous work we did on IT risks. Graham Caddy's uh, ran a working party and we provided some guidance around there. It's the same stuff. So back to basics is absolutely right. It's the same stuff we were discussing six years ago when we had that working party going and it yeah. comes down to your people risk and people not doing stuff they're supposed to do and you having to communicate out. And IT may or may not do that or they may send an email and everyone just disregards it. So it ties in really well with what our members do as bread and butter it's that culture piece we're after protecting ourselves we're after protecting our organization we're after protecting our customers so do your backups do your um software updates especially if you are working remotely don't think that just because you're sitting at home it's any different you create a risk by doing that and so i think that's the other thing we all need to take responsibility for with the remote working it's both an opportunity and increased risk. Some organisations yeah. tackled that right at the start of COVID and had, you know, lots of communications. But I think it's an ongoing discussion as we all don't come back to the office 100% of the time. You need to be sensible. But, yeah, it was real back to basic stuff. But if that is still happening, again, back to the theme of the conference, then there, there are people in organisations everywhere not stepping up and not taking responsibility for their part. in. It's not IT's problem. And, again, yeah. I think... You know, this is a circular conversation, isn't it? Back to role clarity. Line two can lead it, but yep. we can't make you comply. And IT is essentially another line two role. They're business support. They're trying to build a framework out. It's new for a lot of lot of cyber people and IT people to even think about a framework and think about comms and think about it the way compliance people have been thinking about it. So let's pitch in and help and, and have it as part of the culture. You think about protecting your organisation in the cyber sense. You know, you wouldn't have employees walking out of your premises and not locking the door. So they need to think about it exactly the same way. Absolutely. And not use password 01 as their laptop <laughs> login <laughs> system. Definitely Note not that one. <laughs> uh, and the other regulators that we had there, um, I felt like it was a bit of a good news and a bit of a, you know, more work to be done. So obviously yeah. we had Austrack there having a chat and, you know, they did talk about looking at the compliance, the annual compliance the results from the annual compliance reports. That there has been sort of an uplift or an improvement in what Austrack is receiving, but of course it is not perfect and it's still yeah. variable, and it obviously depends on the size of the organisation and their resourcing. <laughs> that's um, right. That's right. Yeah. And they, you know, uh, like ASIC, they regulate a very diverse market. So what the big banks produce is completely different to what the smaller entities produce. And we all think that the regulatory action is only happening up at the big bank and casino level. But, you know, obviously it's not going to make a headline when some smaller player has a letter yeah. from Austrac. You know, they're not going to have the volume of, of issues that yeah. is worth Austrac pursuing to, to you know, um, make sure things change and it's not, the same risk exposure. So they're taking a risk-based approach as well. It doesn't mean that they're not sending the letters. I think there's a there's a misconception that there's no regulatory activity happening at all kinds of levels. There is. They just don't need to take them to court yeah. for all of them. But, yes, interesting presentation. It's another one of those ones like FAR where we are waiting for the really meaty stuff at the end of the year, but it doesn't mean that there isn't expectation in the meantime both from both from ASIC and APRA and Austrac, that yep. you are moving forward that you are preparing 
for, you know, they're, they're giving you clues where it's going to go. There's certainly access to the draft FAR yeah. legislation going through. So you yeah. could have a look at that and get an idea of what you need to do. You could be listening to all the stuff that we've laid out in the past about learn from there if you're going into FAR. And the same same thing with Austrac. There's no, uh, you know, it's not like they're going to suddenly say you don't need to know your customer anymore. So. Yeah. Let's let's be sensible about this and and deal with the critical issues that we know is still not getting right. You're still going to have to do a risk assessment of your products and your organisation. You're still going to have to know your customer. You're still going to have to have your systems in order. Yeah. You're still going to need to do SMRs in some form. So let's not pretend that's not going to happen and let's move it forward and make it and keep improving it. Yes, absolutely. And and then just apart from the regulators themselves, and we'll probably rush through this a bit more than we'd <laughs> like to, but, you know, just following on from the ASIC sort of sustainable finance and the greenwashing piece, we did have somebody there specifically to talk about ESG, you know, that, yes. that E aspect of it, which was which was really good. A kind of, I wouldn't say a how-to guide because it wasn't as literal as that, but it was sort of things to think about, things to consider to get that strategic. Uh, Annalisa's yeah. list is really <laughs> yeah. long, but, you know, Annalisa <laughs> was just um, amazing to speak with in the lead up to the, to the conference. Yeah. I think, as I said, it's been, I get to have the most fun in the lead up having all the prep conversations with all the speakers. Yeah. And it's, you know, if we could record those, you could have two conferences worth of content in all honesty. So yeah. part of what we were talking about is I thought from some of our discussions groups around ESG, it might help some of our members make some of this tangible, again, for their for their board to have yeah. them understand things, was to get some metrics around it. And analysts set me straight on that in our first meeting that that basically what what they're seeing is that there is a lack of a governance around it at all. No one has pulled all the bits in the E and the S together to even have a G happening yeah. around it. Um, and then, you know, the, the really, really critical one that has an actual timeline isn't just a nice to have or that. So so, for instance, in in the S, you, you should have your modern slavery happening. You should have a whistleblower program in there. You should have, you know, a whole lot of activities motoring along. And yes, you might not have pulled those all together and you might not have great governance over them from a line two perspective leading up to line three. Yep. But they don't have a ticker on them because they're already you've already got that happening and their time has already gone off on that. You know, there'll be some changes to to um, modern slavery, but you know, it again should kind of be in play. You should have thought of it. This climate change one requiring evidence and numbers and the rollout, that's a big piece of work. Yeah. Um, and I think there are lots of people who are sort of thinking, what? Where did that come from? But, you know, we gave everyone a heads up last year, but I think yeah. it sort of still seemed like, oh, that's something that's happening in the UK and well, not here um, because that's where the issues, um, sorry, the standards bodies was issuing yeah. from. Yeah. Um, but it's very, very clear that that's, that's coming in and that's a piece of work that everyone should be across and that's what you'll be audited on, actual numbers. So it was it was both metrics and the yeah. governance piece. Um, yeah. But, yes, yeah, very, very passionate individual and, um, and I hope people got a lot of value out of that session and uh, had lots of questions when they went back to their organisation. Well, to the regulators' credit on that issue, back in 2019, the the RBA and ASIC and APRA all were commenting on this. And, you know, the you know they had the the international task force sort of putting together standards on this. So I felt like there should have been clues. That's <laughs> that right. That this was coming. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, absolutely. 
And then I think the, the last one we really have time for, and the, I guess the one most exciting, most misunderstood one, is that conversation around AI is an emerging threat, but also a possible tool. Mm. I don't think we've quite decided what it is yet, but <laughs> or what we <laughs> mean think, when we say AI. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, somebody gave me the analogy of it's a bit like crypto. Everyone thought, oh, it's going to change banking forever. It's like, hmm, is it? <laughs> You know, so I so I don't want you know I don't want everyone to to panic about it, but I think it's I think again it's an assurance and governance issue, and that's the big thing that came out for me um, from the the conference was what have you got backing up and evidencing all of these things? So sustainable finance, your policies around uh, customer hardship, you you know what have you got at the back of you your assurance around your cyber resilience? All of that stuff is demonstrating you've thought through what your risk and your exposure might be and demonstrating that you have taken reasonable action around that, you know, and I think there is often a disconnect that sometimes it's thought through and then very little action is taken. And as we saw from the Signals Directorate, some of it's pretty simple. You just need to make sure all of those eight things are happening in your essential eight and that will get you a long way ahead of the game. Um, So in terms of AI, I think that's another one that's, that's talked up because it seems mysterious and it's badly defined. And that's what I was, I, you know, wanted to get out of the panel session as well is, is a level of conversation around what's AI versus, uh, versus just data analysis program that you run, you know, what's yep. actual machine learning, yep. what, and what, what does that mean in terms of your governance versus you setting a program to run on data you know about. And I think I think that that's the two different things that that possibly we can tease out in future events as well, is that there is an opportunity for AI. I think it could do really great things and save you from having to have a human being doing some stuff that is really tedious. And I don't think you need to be a technical person because our members do compliance monitoring all the time and you're pulling yeah. that from data and you're running that all the time. So you understand good data and analysis, at, you know, to a, to a greater or lesser extent. So you understand the physical governance bit behind AI. Where's it getting its information from? You know what it's doing with it because it'll be whatever, you know, you can look at what it's doing with it and what you've asked it to do. But where's it getting that information from? And then that helps you have an idea of whether that result is reasonable based on that data. So I think, again, it's an assurance and it's an assurance exercise where you walk through and you go, okay, well, what if we ask this to do in our organisation and who's using it? And that was that was a, a another seminar that we've gone to where um where I think what they were asking people to do a bit like the data piece to start with in a privacy space is find out where it's being used in your organisation other than compliance. You should be across where you're using it. Find out where it's being used in your organisation and then get those people who own that risk to think through whether it's reasonable to use it there. But um, yeah, I think there's I think there's more discussion there and there's more teasing out. But I thought it was a really great start. And as Mafanway pointed out, um, even though we think it's not legislated in Australia yet, there is stuff happening on a state by state basis. Um, And it does have real impact uh, in organisations where it's being deployed already, certainly in the employment and HR sector. So um, so so I do think it's very timely to go out and find out, especially in those areas where it's already been flagged um, yeah. at a government level. Yeah. And so we're going to have to stop talking the conference now. Yeah. Uh, if you Sorry. wanted to know any more about it, 
then you should have come. Um, but the good news is that we'll do it again next year. So we will. We will we'll be doing it again next year. We've had some interesting feedback from people, and we'll discuss this more in future ones about how they want it presented. So we may yeah. well be going back to um, to almost 100% online. You know, so it'll be interesting. So the next conference on the docket is the International Federation of Compliance Associations um, it piece. It is. Yeah. The Congress so, happening in Congress, October. Yeah. yeah. So it's already up on our website there and you'll follow a link through to the uh, IFCA website. So we are one of, I think we're nine other international associations as part of the Federation. So we've all agreed to uh, come together on behalf of compliance professionals and try and get that movement happening globally some consistency. They provide input. We're the representative for IFCA and Australia on ISO 37301. So we take their input back to, to that standard. And then we look at aligning our education pieces as well. So the Congress is a really, we're trying to make that a really unique event where if you are inter- interested in the international perspective on something, that's the one you can dip your toe into because all nine of us are trying to organise speakers to come and speak on common topics. And guess what? Every topic's common. You know, they have AI issues in South Africa, uh, Europe, you know, Asia, everywhere. So this is a perfect forum for if you want to hear how it's being tackled in other countries or what they perceive to be the issues or an international expert in something that we don't have here in Australia, that's the Congress where we try and get them. It's 100% virtual. And I know that quite often it's at really inconvenient times for Australia, um, but it's one where it's the perfect opportunity to just kind of drop in and out when you want to see sessions. Every every single session is recorded and they're available for six weeks after it. And, and value for money, the price point is really good um, for the, uh, what are we at, uh, 15 hours of CPD you get over the three days. It might even be more than that. I think we might have pushed it out to um, 18 hours. But it's um, really good value. It's got different themes over the three days. Um, And, you know, if you're an AML person, there's an AML session. So it's something you can, yeah, just listen to the bits and pieces you want to listen to and come back to it later. That sounds excellent. Hard recommend for me. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody wants to know any more information about this, um, there will be a link in the podcast notes. And uh, look out for the GRC Professional Magazine, which will also be coming uh, soon. That's right. Uh, Where we will capture some of the conversation from the conference and outside of it as well. We will. And I am going to do a last little plug. We've got um, an ESG webinar coming up. Uh, I think it's the 19th of September. Really highly recommend that. Um, Dr. Bartels is, uh, you know, one of the leading academics in this area. And um, she spoke at the IFCA conference last year. And so we tried to secure her for this to just speak to Australian members in particular. And so she'll be delving into some of those issues that we started exploring the conference as well. Um, So I'm really excited about that session. I'll throw those details in the podcast notes as well. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you so much for your time, Naomi. And hopefully we have you back on the podcast again soon. Thank you. This podcast has been a production of the Australian Compliance Institute. And the music was done by Rob Neal.